Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode one of The Courage Formula. For those of you that don't know me, I am Cindy Donaldson. I'm a serial entrepreneur, live full-time in my RV traveling. Welcome to Tilly. You're, you're sitting in here with me. And I'm also a certified high-performance coach. My mission and vision in life is to inspire others to live their life by design. And I do that by working with companies, CEOs, teams, and individuals. And I like to think that I talk the talk and walk the walk. Um, I have completed my bucket list. I have done all the things that I want to do before I die. And one of the things that is on my list is to bring this new podcast to life. And I have, I'm just going to be raw. One thing you're going to learn about me, I'm incredibly vulnerable when it comes to sharing my story. I like to think that I show up very authentically and hope that it inspires others to do the same. So I had a previous podcast. It was called Entrepreneur Masters, and it was very successful. I And I never set out to be like a top podcaster or do anything like that. It was really to share entrepreneur stories that I had personally, and I interviewed other people in hopes that, you know, if you were a brand new entrepreneur, if you're thinking of being an entrepreneur, the stories would help. And it got to a point where I was like, I got kind of bored with it. Another thing about me, I've ADHD. I was diagnosed late in life. And I tend to love to start things and then I get bored with them. And the thing with Entrepreneur Masters is I interviewed all the people and I had a subscription only group called the Thursday Club, which kind of aligned with my emails that go out every Monday and Thursday. By the way, you can grab a spot on that list at cindy-donaldson.com. And it just wasn't serving my soul anymore. I kind of like lost whatever my oomph there. So I decided that I was going to launch a new podcast. And right around the time that I got certified as a high-performance coach, I created a 12-week program called The Courage Formula. And I'm like, what a great podcast name. I'm just going to do it. And I just never started it. And every week I when I meet with my mentor on Saturday mornings, PK, I'm like, PK, I haven't done my podcast yet. And he's like, you know, Cindy, you could just hit record and do it. And I was, because my life is kind of in flux right now. We are actually parked in New York. My father-in-law passed away recently and we're here settling his estate. And the there was never a great place to have a podcast studio. And I was reminded that I have a really awesome life and it's really not about where the podcast is hosted. Like I'm in my RV now, the lighting isn't perfect. You know, it's it's a little awkward. I'd give you a tour, but the RV is a hot mess right now. And I decided, you know what? I need to just bring my voice to the world. Like the shit that's in my brain is important. So here we are, episode one of the Courage Formula. I'm really kind of excited about it. I was actually sitting, um, wrapping up some work and um, I was thinking about my coaching session coming up. I'm like, you know what, damn it. I am not going to flip and show up again and say that I haven't done my podcast. So what to expect? I am a personal development junkie. I am incredibly passionate about leadership. I'm incredibly passionate about living into your purpose. I'm incredibly passionate that you shouldn't waste one freaking minute being unhappy because it's not a dress rehearsal. Life is too damn short. Um, and I'm driven by the fact that both of my parents died really young. My mom was 45 and my dad was 66. I will be 61 in August. I'm recording this in June of 2023. And 
you know, it's funny thing. Like when you turn 60, like 40 is one thing, 50 is one thing, but 60, damn. It's like, you know, unless something miraculous happens in science, I'm thinking if I live to be 100, that's a really good deal. In fact, it's my goal to live to be a happy, healthy 100. Sorry, there's something in my eye. And when you hit 60, you realize you're past that half point. Now, I have done, like I said, I've done all my bucket list items. I have traveled extensively. I am a huge risk taker. I say, fuck it and just go and do it and figure out shit after. And four years ago, we sold everything we owned to travel full time in an RV. And I'm reminded weekly by my mentor, PK, that I'm not normal. Like, I don't have a normal life. Like, people don't do that. They're not, you know, last summer we lived off grid in Wyoming and Montana, which was awesome. If you ever get a chance to do that. I fell in love with the Jackson, Wyoming area and Grand Teton National Park is my favorite. It 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 just, it captured my soul on so many levels. And I literally worked the entire time I was there. I was doing Zoom calls. I was doing coaching. I was running my my business consulting firm. I was plotting and planning all of this that I'm finally now bringing to fruition. And I launched a nonprofit all by living off grid in the middle of Wyoming and Montana. Thank you, Starlink. Um, and he reminded me that I forgot that I have a really awesome life. And that I do things that other people don't do and that I'm a secret mentor and I do inspire others to do things and that it didn't matter where, if I had a fancy podcasting studio, if I was like, like literally right now, my computer is piled up on some cubes that we store food in. Like it is not fancy, but it's not about that, right? I was getting hung up on the perfection gene. So back to a little bit of who I am. I'm a personal development junkie. And I do send an email out every Monday and Thursday. It used to be a marketing specific email and people were reading that shit. They didn't care, right? They didn't care. Anything I was saying, they could Google. And so what people were really fascinated with was my life and how I've overcome incredible adversity I, I I joke around all the time that my family should have gone on Jerry Springer before he died because Jerry Springer would have been freaking shocked. Like I I've hit it all. Abusive relationships, toxic family, parents that I totally didn't connect with. I got cut out of my father's will at the last moment and I had to do the eulogy at his damn funeral. I've got a brother who just got out of jail, alcoholism. I mean, it's just everything. And even on the business side of things, I have made millions and lost millions. My first company went belly up and cost me everything I owned. And at a crazy point in my life where I was trying to get a divorce, my dad was really sick and dying. And I got sued from my business partners. And I literally lost the lawsuit, learned a lot of lessons, lost everything I had. And I was, I was homeless in my 40s with two kids. And I look back at those times now and realize I was incredibly resilient, incredibly resilient. Like, even though there was a lot of depression and a lot of therapy and for both me and my kids, and I, I really couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but something inside me said, 
put your big girl panties on, pull your bootstraps up, whatever the frick you want to call it and go. Because where I am right now is not serving me. And I've been told over and over again that I'm, I'm inspirational. And I never really realized that that was a gift of mine, that it is my genius and that I was coaching and mentoring and training and all of that stuff in throughout my entire career. And yes, my, my business consulting firm is very successful. It's earned multiple seven figures. I can do it, but it is not my purpose. It is not my passion. Um, I still have clients there and I love those clients dearly. And I'm incredibly choosy about the clients that I work with. Like I only do that work for people that appreciate me, that I can bring value to, that can afford me and that I really love. But this, this is my purpose. This is my passion. And I am just excited to kind of finally share my genius with the world in a way that I should. So this past Tuesday, I um, did a workshop for the Connecticut Bankers Association. I was part, part of their Aspire Leadership Program. And I talked about how to lead from the inside out. And the the six hours we spent talking, which I did not prepare for, by the way. And I was honest with them. I'm like, this is the first time I'm doing this. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how the flow is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be done in five minutes or 15 hours. I have no idea. But I'm super fucking capable. And I know that it's going to be fine. By the way, that's kind of my thing. SFC, super fucking capable. And if you're offended by swearing, I'm, I guess I'm not for you. But I actually wear it on one of those My Intent bracelets. It says SFC. I have a rock talisman that reminds me. And I was sharing with these bankers that we rarely pat ourselves on the back. My mentor calls it shameless self-promotion. And none of us do it because it feels weird. It's braggadocious. It's awkward. It's pretentious. At least that's what we think, right? But it's not. Like by not sharing your gift to the with the world, you're doing the world a disservice. We all have superpowers. And I and that's what I shared to those bankers. It's like, if you want to be a good leader, you've got to first work within you. You've got to passionately believe that you are great at something. And we all are. You have to believe that your story matters. You have to believe that your authentic story matters. You have to believe that masking is exhausting. And the Joneses that live next door or the person that's in the cubicle next to you that you feel is better than you are, fuck them. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Compare yourself to others in a positive way. As Mel Robbins would say, if you're jealous of somebody, that's a sign from the freaking universe that maybe you need to go down that path. The comparison gene is ugly if you let it consume you. And if, if you let it, yourself think that you can't do that. There's one phrase, and you're hearing me say this a lot. There's one phrase I wish that could be removed from the English language. It's I can't. There are absolutely situations where you shouldn't do shit, right? But when it comes to that personal inside voice that you tell yourself, the I can't thing needs to just freaking go away. And so as I spent hours like working with these 28 bankers um, on leadership, we really dove into 
helping them figure out their purpose. Maybe banking really isn't for them. Like if, if they're showing up every Monday, miserable, if they get anxiety on Sunday, if Fridays, if they're just living for the weekend and then they're, they're wondering why they're not effective leading a team or not effective in their job, or if they keep getting negative feedback from their superiors, that's a time to step back. Like what's going on? What's going on in your personal life that's making you miserable? What's your stress level? Are you taking care of yourself or are you in the right freaking job? And it's okay. Like I shared with them that often I go into companies to clean them up. You know, I get called in, oh, sales are not where they need to be. We need to do marketing, operations are a mess, whatever that looks like. And I do a lot of work in financial services, insurance, healthcare, and nonprofits. Now, nonprofits are fun because their story is, there's always a story there and they're easy to market. Like nonprofits are the easiest thing to market, right? But when it comes to commodity-based businesses, they all sell the same thing, right? Like one healthcare provider pretty much does the same as the other. One insurance agency does the same as the other. One bank does the same as the other. Sure, they might have a checking account that's called something different, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the people, right? You're not going to switch banks unless you had a really bad experience, probably with a person, right? And so that's why I love doing leadership development in these associations and within these groups, because it comes down to the people. And you can't lead a team if you don't have internal courage and confidence, if you don't have self-belief in yourself, and if you're not empathetic to others, right? So we talked all about that stuff. And this is the stuff, like I can seriously spend hours on this and it not only fuels my soul, it just fires me up on, on levels that like I left there so excited. I left my computer charger there because I was like chatting with people, people were clapping and then they shared like, oh, we don't clap for anybody. I go, that's because I'm freaking fun when I do this shit. And I walk the walk. Like I am so passionate about the subject matter. I have such de deep belief in myself that I can inspire other people and deep belief that this shit is important and that life isn't a dress rehearsal and that you should, I made them go around and tell me what was on their bucket list. And, and there were people that couldn't answer that question. Like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, you better figure that out. Don't tell me there's not anything that you want to do before you die that you haven't done. I've completed all the big ones, right? Picnic in Prague, finding the love of my life, traveling around the US and the, like I've done all of those things. That doesn't mean I'm stopping. Like I'm just, I'm adding to it now. And that was hard by the way. Like, you know, when you come, it's, it's kind of like when, if for any of you runners out there, like I'm a retired marathon runner. So if you know that training for a marathon like consumes you, and you bitch and moan through the fucking 20 mile training runs. And you're, if you're a back of the pack slow runner like me, those things take five hours. Like they take a long, long time. And you're out there by yourself and your feet hurt and your legs hurt and your brain is just fried. Like you're done. Yet when you cross the finish line, you're like, when's the next race? When's the next race? And it's almost this, it's kind of like the day after Christmas or after you open all the presents. It's almost like this, you know, or the wedding day, right? It's like all this hype and all this preparation and then it's gone. It's gone. That's how I felt when I finished my bucket list. And I'm like, shit, 
Then I created another bucket list and I finished that one. And then I decided, and then I did another one, right? And then I decided it's like, okay, I'm just going to have a running list. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on this because it's important. The secret to the bucket list is not just writing the shit down on the bucket list. It's actually assigning a date to things on the bucket list and then making the plan to get them done, right? It's one thing to say, oh, I want to buy an RV. I want to be like you said, I want to buy an RV, sell my, you know, sell everything in my house and hit the road. Oh, pick a date. There were people in that room. One wanted to hike Mount Washington, I'm like pick a date. One wanted to take off and explore Utah, pick a date. One wanted to open a bakery, pick a date. But we found out after the bakery thing, she really wanted to use the bakery to make money to start a nonprofit. I'm like, bingo, there's your purpose. Focus on the nonprofit. So I guess my 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 lesson in all of this is, and why I'm here, is to inspire you to live your life by design, that nobody is coming for you. Nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is the reason that you haven't done it. Like those are excuses. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm just saying that you are in charge of your destiny and you can choose to react any way you want to any situation. Bad shit happens to good people all the time. It's happened to me. I'm a good person. Bad shit happens to me. And I can either let that take me down or I can say, screw you. I'm I'm going, I'm living my happy life. I am going to live until I die. I'm not putting things off until I retire. Hell, I don't even know when I'm going to retire or if I ever will. And that's okay too. That's okay too. You know, I know entrepreneur life isn't for everybody, But if you're an entrepreneur, you definitely want to tune into these podcasts because I kind of share it all. And I'm very open with the good, bad, and the ugly. But even if you were, even if you have no desire to be an entrepreneur, that doesn't mean that you can't take control of your life. Even though you, you know, you clock in and you have designated PTO, time off, whatever, you can still live your life by design. Nobody's going to do it for you you have to do it for you. So thank you for hanging with me. I'm glad I finally got episode one of the courage formula done. And uh, now I've got to go do the techie part and upload it to, you know, Apple podcasts and all that kind of stuff. But um, my goal is to do an episode every week and kind of give you insight into my life. To learn more about me, you can go to my website, um, www.cindy.com hyphen donaldson.com cindy donaldson.com was already taken and i can't find the person who owns it um or if you know the business consulting stuff interests you it's red barn consulting llc.com so you can email me any questions it's cindy c-i-n-d-y at cindy hyphen donaldson.com and i'll get back to you i'd love to hear your feedback um and share the love be a good human talk to you soon <laughs>